First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? Good. Hey, Dylan. Welcome to another week. First time, long time. Happy to be here. Absolutely, and I'm I'm sitting here, Richie, saying, "Rain, rain, go away." Second rain delay tonight with this Mets and Washington. Where's Where's the good weather? Where's my man Sam Champion to set them straight? Yeah, I don't know. My, my kid made a, a rain stick in school in third grade. We put some uh, some dried rice inside of a uh, <laughs> a uh, what is it? A wrapping paper tube. And uh, what I did is I did a reverse rain dance. I threw it in the garbage and put it outside. So hopefully. Uh, Hopefully the weather will get better in Washington and we can score some runs for Harvey. I hear you, kid. No one can ever say that you're not doing anything for the squad. I like it. I like the reverse rain dance. I'm, I'm feeling your, your energy and your flow, as the kids say. And, uh, you know, as, as always, we got to go through our sponsor. And, and, Richie, I hate to do this, but, you know, things got out of hand at Honolulu Harry's this past weekend. They were our sponsor last week. Long story short, they had a band there. I was feeding the Buffett requests all night. They were loving it. I sang my tonsils out there in Cheeseburger in Paradise, and, uh, you know, things were going great. I thought it was going to be a great night, and, you know, some young kid goes up, and he requests a song called Island in the Sun by a band called Weezer that I've never heard of. I, I couldn't believe it, and I said to this kid, I said, you, I'm in my zone. You're going to take me out, you know, and anyway, uh, he's the shorter guy. His lady friend was a bit taller. I made a crack about that, and Richie, I tell you, one thing led to another, a full-scale kerfuffle. Not quite a Donnybrook, but definitely a 9.5 on the boondoggle scale. One thing led to another. The police came. I told them they were fake police because Montauk only exists in the summertime, which is apparently not true. And I guess people live there in the winter like a bunch of Eskimos. No, no, no. Well, first and foremost, very sad to hear that we are done uh, with, our, with our last ball, Honolulu Harry's. I was a big fan of the limbo stick. But, you know, we got to move on. We got to do what we got to do. You are right, though. Montauk does not exist in the summer. It's the Ralph's Italian Ices of Towns. It's open May to September. Okay, same with the Hamptons. I know this because uh, my brother's best friend, Detective in Suffolk, told me that uh, the Montauk's cop, the Montauk cops, get a little testy and insecure about the fact that they're part time and the rest of the islands got full time jobs. So you know, uh, you were a thousand percent right. Try going out to Montauk in December. See what happens. They're not going to let you in. Yeah, I hear you completely, kids. So our new sponsor is our old friend Malakis in West Babylon. Real old school. Bobby Bones behind the bar. The special, the bacon and tomato on rye. I tell you, Richie, you go there in lunch, you get that in a West Genesee cream ale, $1.75. How about that? And uh, they told me to say they're trying this new thing this Saturday, Spin Doctor Saturdays. Playing hits from the Spin Doctors all night. Put on your flannels, head to Malakis. You know, that's great news. If we're going to get it kicked out of Honolulu Harry's, uh, at least we'll get into a place where uh, I could spend a dollar seventy-five and have a good time, and enough money left over for a fresh pack of heaters. Uh, and in, in addition to, I'd like to say, uh, it's a good thing that I can wear my two princess shirt without getting put on the list because my friends used to get really embarrassed when I would wear that in public. Now it's going to make sense. Spin doctors. Uh, very underrated 90s band, Spin Doctor Saturday is going to be, uh, as as my son says, off the chain. 
off the chain indeed. Head over to Malaki's. And as we head to our upcoming schedule for the rest of the week, we're going to Wednesday night. Our boy Logan Varette against Scherzer. Of course, Matt's pushed back in this one. Outside of the one big game in Washington last season where the Mets got to Scherzer, Scherzer has completely shut them down. 1.51 earned run average against the Mets over the last three seasons. And uh, our boy Verrett, three starts on the season, was pretty good in April. Got crushed against Milwaukee in his last start on June 11th. And I, I tell you, Richie, sometimes I worry about having a guy named Logan. I've met two guys named Logan in my life, and they smoke enough grass. You think they were roadies for the Allen Parsons project? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. I hear you, kid. The name Logan to me usually screams nose-powdering LAX bro. Uh, that's lax. That's lacrosse, not the airport. Let's, let's get one thing straight here. Um, but in this case, it's just a hard-working spot starter who capitalizes on the misfortune of others. Kind of like how I was when I used to uh, try to pick up women leaving divorce court. So, you know, I know, I know how he feels. But um, that said, best of luck against Scherzer. I was there when he no-hit the Mets last year in September. Thankfully, we had pretty much already made the playoffs. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have gotten to a full-scale boondoggle in McFadden's. Guaranteed. Yeah, I hear. Tell those bros to go back to the uh, the Delaware Delmarva region. Delmar, not Delmar. It's in California. I don't even know these DC guys. You don't even have a state. You're not a state. Where do you live? What does DC mean? Diet uh, Coke. Anyway, uh, DC Diet Coke. These jabronis. We head to Thursday. Some new blood in town. The Chicago Cubs hoping for a repeat of the NLCS. Last season. That's right, Chicago. It did happen. It wasn't a mirage. And, you know, a 5.91 earned run average for the Kid Mass in June. That's against Atlanta twice and once against Milwaukee, once against Pittsburgh. Not exactly Murderer's Row. And so, not for the Kid Mass, not ideal so far. Uh, we'll dive into this a little bit more, but Richie, any thoughts on this Mats business? Yeah, like you said, we'll talk about it later uh, in depth and uh, with further explanation. But I think that Matt's is saying his arm hurts to trick Sandy into getting more hitters. Think about it. If a pitcher's arm hurts, you gotta you gotta pick up the slack somewhere. And what's Sandy gonna do? He's not gonna get more pitchers. He's gonna go out and get more hitters. Okay, you gotta balance things out. Uh, reminds me of when I pretended I couldn't walk. I got a wheelchair in Disney World. I got to cut the line and go on Space Mountain instantly. All right, that's called uh, you know. That's called working smart, not working hard. Really smart move by Steve. I'd expect nothing less from a Long Island kid, so I wouldn't worry about him. I think he's fine. I think he's going to be on target. He's just he's doing this for the better of the team, you know, faking a little injury. I love it, kid. He's thinking ahead. He's doing Sandy's job for him. He's forcing his hand. That's right. And uh, as we head to Friday night, free shirt Friday. That's right, at City Field. Jacob DeGrom against our boy Hamill on the Cubs. And DeGrom been getting no run support to speak of in his last few starts, and he's going to need it against the Cubs in road games this season. This Chicago Cubs team scoring nearly six runs per game, and we saw Chris Bryant go yabo three times in Monday's game. And, and Richie, you know, we took these guys lunch. We ate their lunch last October, but this is a pretty terrifying offense. I got to tell you, it was terrifying, uh, very scary, but it was scarier when they had that uh, chubby left fielder with the Fred Durst goatee, Swaba or whatever. He was, uh, he was a real moose last October, I'll tell you what. And uh, I think the Mets have this one in the bag, and I'll tell you why. You kind of said it before. It's DeGrom night for Free Shirt Friday. So, you know, I mean, DeGrom, they pushed it back on purpose, and very smart move by Sandy, Terry, and the boys. I don't usually say that about Terry. 
but very smart to push DeGrom back to his shirt night. Uh, it's going to give him an extra confidence boost. He's going to go out there a couple miles more on the fastball, I think. Uh, you think about it. The whole crowd's going to be behind him wearing shirts big enough for an elephant because the PC police at City Field only give out extra lodges, even though I've slimmed down to a medium myself. And, uh, you know, we're going to push him to victory. Mark my words, this game is going to be on Mets yearbook on SNY this winter. I like it. Could be the turning point, and we got our boy DeGrom, the magnificent flow of Jacob DeGrom, head and shoulders, or axe, uh, whatever he is. He's a, he's a great pitch man these days, too. So make your bread, Jacob. Make your bread. But uh, we, head into, we head to Saturday. This uh, looks like a mismatch on paper, but Bartolo Colon against Jake Arrieta. And I say mismatch, but Colon's been awesome in June. He's fallen one with a 1.67 early run average. Only loss came against Atlanta this past weekend when he did his job. Allowed one run in six and two-thirds. And I tell you, Richie, we've talked about all the fireballs and the rotation, all these young kids with these big, strong lean bodies, and our man Bartolo is overlooked. It's like the the fancy craft beers in the world. Cologne's kind of like an ice-cold Miller Lite. He's old, reliable. He gets the job done. Yeah, you know, it's not not every pitcher has to be like the rest of the guys in the league with the big, strong abs with the oil on them and the, ooh, yeah. You know, it's sometimes you get a guy he, like Bartolo, he is just like a Miller Lite. Very underwhelming, uh, you know, but perfect. The guy, he, he fits perfect with this team. Uh, he's got the look of an overfed toddler, but the athleticism of an Olympic gymnast. And that's why he's, you know, he's constantly playing possum. Um, I don't think it's any secret here that we both love Bartolo Colon. It's going to be a little scary facing this guy, Arietta, though. I mean, I'm not going to pee in your leg and tell you it's raining, all right? This guy, Arietta, he's a tough cookie. No one's going to believe me now, but I think he's getting steroids from Sosa. You know, they both play for the Cubs. That's just my early theory. I know I'm going to get smashed for it in the uh, in the papers tomorrow, but, you know, that's how I feel. In the meantime, before they catch him, though, going to be a tough tough matchup. Yeah, Richie, they used to say this uh, Sosa guy, he just put on 60 pounds of muscle in the offseason organically. Just ate a lot of protein. Yeah, and now he took so many steroids that uh, – or protein, if you will, that he's turned into a full-blown white guy. I don't know what's, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> – God bless Sammy Sosa. Look out for Jake Arrieta. And uh, as usual, Bartolo, we love you. And uh, best of luck. That's right, kid. Sammy Sosa, your doctor is strange. Uh, heading to Sunday, the kicker, as they say. Noah Sindengard against John Lester. It's a day game. Sunday day. We'll open with this. This guy Rizzo is aces during the day. He's hitting 328, 11 homers, 29 RBIs, and 125 at-bats. And his OPS in day games, 160 points higher than night games. And he's no slouch in night games either. We're hoping for a repeat of last year's NLCS, specifically in this game, Richie. Noah facing the Cubs, going five and two-thirds, three hits, one run, striking out nine. I'd love to see it. It'd be great uh, to get Noah back on uh, back on track after that abomination of a game in D.C. yesterday. This one's going to be a doozy. I think it's going to be Grand Central Station on the base pass of these two. I'll tell you. I mean, I'm sitting. I, I got the over under on stolen bases at 19, and I'm taking the over. They don't hold anybody. I mean, uh, you know, if bald eagles were killed every time someone stole a base on one of these two lugs, they'd all be dead and extinct by the third inning of the game. I'm going to tell you that right now. Everyone's moving. Everyone's running. Uh, you know, they are good pitchers, though, so players may not get on base. 
especially because the Mets offense, uh, you know, they look like they're swinging pool noodles out there most of the time. But, uh, you know, if, if players do get on base, it's going to be a lot of running. That's my expert analysis there. Yeah, hoping Thaw does a better job holding on runners in this one. And, uh, Richie, I tell you what, we head to storylines of the week. And the main story dominating the news cycle for the Mets is these bone spur scares. So, Mats has a bone spur, apparently going to try and pitch through it. Clearly been impacting him. Uh, same thing with Syndergaard. Apparently he's okay. Something that the Mets, Sandy Alderson, said about 90% of pitches deal with. They're trying to downplay it right now. But I tell you, Richie, this reminds me of the time our friend Cliff, great guy. Guy had too much pride. Sprained ankle, age of 42, playing softball, wouldn't come out for a pinch runner. You know, same guy gets shut down in Milwaukee's all the time, hitting on the same women. At a certain point, you got to suck up your pride, take a seat, and take a rest. Am I am I overdoing this, or are we doing the right thing having these two guys pitch through bone spurs? No, nah, I mean, first things first, shout-out to my boy Cliff. Uh, he was fitted for a beautiful clubbed foot after that game. Uh, you know, it had a little Mets logo on it. That was really nice. Uh, he was a gamer. These guys are gamers. But, uh, you know, I kind of said it before, I think Mets is playing possum. I think Thor's on board. I think these guys are both – both saying, hey, my elbow hurts, and Sandy's flipping out, and they're, they're hoping that he goes out and gets another, uh, you know, he does another fake trade, like the Carlos Gomez one, and he does a real one, you know. The Mets are all about fake outs and then big moves. So uh, I think that could be theory number one. I've been told on Twitter that I'm an idiot for thinking that, so I also came up with another theory. Uh, if I am wrong, I'm not worried about a bone spurt because I'm not a doctor, but think about what a spurt is, Okay. When I was little, I had a growth spurt. It mean I grew and I got stronger. If you're going to tell me that the bones and the elbows are growing and getting stronger, a bone spurt? Okay, so then the doctor's basically telling you that they're getting stronger like the Hulk. Okay, you got a, two guys that are getting better and better. This isn't an injury. It's a miracle. Bone spurts for everybody. I'm with you, Richie, on both your theories. Uh, on the second one there, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't go to med school, but I'm totally on board with you. First one, yeah, I like the conspiracy theories, kind of like the, the Mel Gibson in that conspiracy theory movie. Good film. Oh, yeah. Which, which movie was that? Conspiracy Theory. Oh, it's called Conspiracy Theory. Yeah. I don't, a, I don't watch movies. I don't have the HBO. Can't really afford it. But, you know, let's, let's bring up something a little more light. It was, uh, it was late 90s, kid. Late 90s. Everything was a little blurry back then, if you catch my drift. But uh, second storyline, our boy Brandon Nimmo, here to stay. And, Richie, I, I got to be honest. I like the cut of the kid's jib. I really like the cut of the kid's jib. He's from Wyoming. You can tell he's a blue-collar guy, just like us, growing up in the freezing winters of Wyoming. I bet this guy could lasso a horse from 200 yards away. Guy's first hit, love the enthusiasm, can run the base a little bit. What do you think about our boy Nimmo? I like Nimmo. I mean, it's uh, it's strange. He's always got this face on, like he's trying to get a popcorn kernel out of the roof of his mouth. He's he's doing a he does a weird thing there. Um, but otherwise, I like him. He's also fan friendly because he's got the same last name as that cartoon fish from the movies. So my kids already they're already in love with him, and uh, it's a classy move to have that kind of last name when you know there's a lot of kids that come out to the ball game. So great job, Brandon Nimmo, right off the bat, being a class act. Um, and to Conforto, let's not forget about my man Conforto. I hope mom froze a little bit of sauce, you know, a little bit of cup of the goo, uh, just so you got something down there in Las Vegas to hold you over until you get back to the big city, all right? 
I love it, kid. You got to, uh, you know, you, your children are grown at this point, but you, you know, you bring them to the park and you say, uh, let's, let's find Nemo, you know? You never forget that movie. You got the, the orange fish. It was a cartoon. I mean, I was high as a kite when I took him to see it the first time, but it seems like a good movie. What do I know? It must have been hanging out with Griff. Am I right? Yeah, Griff. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Griff, of course. Uh, third storyline, Terry going after our boy Jay Horowitz. Horowitz has been around a long time. He's kind of the unofficial mascot for this team outside of our official mascot in Mr. Met. What do you think about Terry Trash and Mr. Horowitz? Here's the thing. I mean, like, Terry, what a what a jerk move. I mean, you know, Jay Horowitz, if you've seen the guy, he didn't exactly win the gene pool lottery. He's not walking around like some sort of uh, public relations Brad Pitt here, and he's getting called a puppy dog by Terry Collins just because he's trying to do his job. I mean, you know, to me, if I'm the general manager of the team, that's the last straw. I'm kicking him off. I'm telling Terry, you know, pack all your stuff up. Uh, you know, get it, get it in a little garbage bag and take it right out there. And I'm, I'm sending Wally Backman a one-way flight over to New York and uh, making him the manager. I mean, that's it's unacceptable. Um, you know, I mean, to me, I'm almost as tired as, of Terry as I am of Sean Martin, Sean Gilmartin, rather his, uh, his velocity. And let me tell you something: I am not happy with Sean Gilmartin's velocity. So Terry, you know, you're, uh, you're on thin ice, pal. Yeah, I tell you, I think the only way to settle this is they, they bring in Backman, have him and Terry do an old-school push-up contest. One, oh. one, one full minute, whoever, whoever has the most, you manage it. Oh, yeah. Or we could do it like, yeah, we'll do the push-up contest like we used to do them when I was little. You, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean like high school little. Right, let's get that straight. You do one, you face each other, you each do a push-up, you put your head up, you spit in each other's mouth. Whoever can do it the longest without breaking... That's who's the manager of the Mets. What do you think? I tell you, it really builds core strength. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's for sure, Richie. Uh, I, I must have missed that. I was a hoose player. You were on the wrestling team. You guys, uh, you know. You yeah, we were freaks. We you were did, freaks. You, you did your own thing. Uh, heading to storyline number four. Should Jose Reyes get the number seven back? And this has been a question that's been going around. He's coming back to the team. Quite frankly, is he in a position where, where he, he tries to buy it? What do, what do you think here? Paying him enough for him to buy it, I'll tell you that much. I mean, you know, they only owe him, uh, you know, uh, ten cents on the dollar at this point. Otherwise, we wouldn't assign that crazy guy. But uh, let me tell you, I think it'd be classy of him to give back the number seven. But I'm old school. I also thought Familia should class it up and give Nimmo the number twenty-seven. Uh, but he didn't. Now Nimmo is cursed with that number nine, which that idiot Kirk Noodlehouse used to wear. So you know, right off the bat, I feel really bad for Nimmo, and I'd feel really bad for. Uh, for Reyes, if he doesn't get seven, what is he going to wear one? Uh, you know, number one, like Luis Castillo? I mean, get out of here. Give him seven back. Yeah, that name is uh, that name's dead. It's kind of like that the Men in Black movie where they, they put the thing in front of your face. You forget everything. I, I forget Luis Castillo forever, especially in Yankee Stadium. We won't, we won't talk about it. But uh, I agree completely, Richie. And as we head to our awards section of the show for piping hot awards coming your way, the Thank You Padres Award for Mr. James Loney. Richie, I'm impressed with Mr. Loney. Besides that debacle yesterday where he allegedly can't go to his right, I, they, they were talking about this like this was common knowledge. I said, I said, Gare, uh, I, I did not know this until uh, there was a big moment. And then, of course, the Nats blew us out. But the guy's hitting 298, been a pleasant surprise. 
And more than anything, we're not playing soup at first base. No, it's it's phenomenal. And the guy, he also, I, I got to ask him, I mean, like, if we ever get to talk to him, we ever get him on the show, what kind of beard trimmer he uses? Because he's got the perfect 5 o'clock shadow. Uh, you know, I'm saying that in a, a purely uh, heterosexual manner. But he's got this it's great beard. So James Loney clicking on all cylinders except for one, which you mentioned. And that brings us to our next award called the uh, A Little Effort, Please Award. And that goes to James Loney also. I mean, and we're talking about yesterday. He's been great, but in the field, a little a little more effort, please. You know, the guy, get the uniform dirty. Keith was saying that he could have gotten into the hole for one of those balls. And I agree, mostly because I agree with everything Keith says. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to agree. You know, you you gotta you got to move around out there. Yeah, I tell you, it's funny that you bring up Keith. When they were playing the Royals, he had a he had a great great one line, a classic Keith about Hosmer being positioned in the right place, and and our boy Gare, he says uh, he says, well, he's got four gold gloves, and Keith goes, seven more to go, <laughs> you know, because um, the guy's got eleven, you know, he's unbelievable, like, man, uh, one for the big toe, <laughs> yeah, Keith, uh, he's got rings on multiple fingers, and our third award, a classic. Oh, a third award, yeah, we got a fantastic one for our boy Terry Collins, and he's winning the award this week for the guy who probably smells like Werther's candies. Because uh, you know, there's not much explanation here. If you take one look at the guy, he's old as dirt. Uh, he probably smells like Werther's or peppermints. So if you're ever wondering what you know, what would Terry Collins smell like if you give him a big hug and took a big whiff of his pits? Uh, that's what I would assume. Yeah, I agree. Terry Collins looks like a guy that would be playing Uncle Junior's cousin on The Sopranos or something like that, you know, and a pretty old, pretty old gentleman right there. Uh, definitely very good at Canasta. And we head to our fourth award, a classic, as always, going to be bringing it to you every week, our boy, Mark Carrig? Carrig? It's uh, Mark Carriage. Mark Carriage. Um, and we've had we've had trouble getting in touch with them. I mean, if if you a it's uh, when we don't bite Mark, you know, you could return a tweet now and then. But we got, uh, one, we got one from CJ Nikowski last night. Where were you? You know, like where were you? But anyway, keep it going. Hey, I'm not I'm not barking up this guy's tree. He's a legend, Mark Carrig. I I sit there every day with uh you know a nice cigarette, nice heater, a big cup of coffee, and reading him in the newsday. Out on my porch, the way it's supposed to be read on a piece of paper, you damn millennials. And uh, you know, Mark Carrig was talking about these bone spur issues, and and he put everything in perspective. He puts everything in perspective so perfectly. He says, "Meanwhile, Bartolo Colon rumbling along unscathed, odometer passing three hundred thousand miles." Cripes! I love it, Mark. Holy hell, I love it. It's like he, he couldn't be more spot on. It's like Bart's the car that. That never breaks down. You're never going to give him up. No, all you got to do is take the car to Germany once in a while and have it have it get an injection in its arm. You know, some uh, some new blood or whatever they gave him. I don't know what they gave him. It's like he's a vampire or something. The old, but, the, old uh, the old Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the, uh, right. The old Kobe Bryant treatment. So, uh, you know, as usual, a classic tweet from Mark Carrig, who is a uh, a scholar. I won't say he's a gentleman yet because he hasn't. He hasn't hit us back up on Twitter, so you can earn that gentleman award next week, maybe, Mark. Uh, and that brings us on to our last segment called He's Underrated. And this week we're talking about none other than Addison Reed. What do you got? I tell you, Richie, he was a little shaky, especially in the playoffs. 
you know, he had a good reputation coming in, and he's been aces up so far, 37 appearances. Eventually his arm is going to explode into dust, kind of like Pedro Feliciano, because, you know, quite frankly, this is what the, the Mets do. They overwork relievers out of tradition. If, if you're good, you know, you're pretty much different than most of the other relievers that the Mets have, so you get overworked and, and your arm eventually flies off. But 2.57 run average, a 1.0 whip, that's walks and hits per innings pitch, Richie. Not the whippets that your, your cousin Griff used to swear by. But I, I feel like the kid Addison Reed not get enough credit. No, he's really not. And, you know, I have to agree with everything you said. Uh, thank you for explaining that whip thing because that was really that – was, that was bending my mind into a real pretzel. Um, but I got to tell you, his arm, because of his use, it's going to float into heaven, much like a mishandled helium balloon at a first birthday party. And uh, that's going to be a sad day, but for now, let the good times roll. I also like after his outings how he tilts his cap up a little. You know, it, it really shows, uh, it gives off that vibe that he's worked really hard, and it's got like a little hip-hop thing, you know, like a little naughty by nature, Coolio type deal. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm watching all that again in the 90s with my kids. So uh, shout out to Addison Reed. You do a great job out there, um, you know, and... Uh, RIP in advance for your arm, because it's coming. 100%. You know, my, my son wears the hat sideways, and, you know, I can point to Addison Reed and say, yeah, you can do that if you're making $2 million, Chief, but, you know, you're making thirty k and living on my couch. You're not doing that. Yeah. Welcome to adult life, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. 100%. How the other half lives. Uh, and that'll, that'll pretty much uh, wrap it up, wrap it up for us. And, and Richie, as always, uh, you're you're the you're the social media guy. You're Mister Technology, a real uh, Steve Jobs, if you will. Tell us, uh, tell the fans where they can find us on the social. Yeah, my cousin does the social. Still won't give us the passwords to anything, uh, but I do know where to find everything. So I'll tell you. It's uh, if you want to talk to us on Facebook, it's first time, long time on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, it's at MetsFTLT. We're actually running uh, a bit of a contest. We're going to give away T-shirts and Bartolo Colon cards. It's pinned to the top of the page. So if you you know get on there and uh, take advantage of that, if you want to email us, it's firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, otherwise, I would, I would tell you how to send a snail mail, but... You know, I don't want anybody from uh, Honolulu Harry's getting our address over the air. So that's all we got for now, and uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time, yeah. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.